You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Fans and viewers, welcome back to another exciting episode of the PlayStation Universe Unchained podcast. I am your host with the most, the reviews editor, Dan Smith, and with me this week is the real Jim Sterling, Ben Chili. How are Hello. you this week, Ben? I am pretty good, Dane. I've been addicted to my PS4, the beautiful thing that it is, um, and I've been playing a lot of Warframe recently, but apart from that, it's a usual week for me and how about you uh it's been good it's uh crazy weather here on the east coast of canada one day of snow the next day sun the next day rain and then no cocaine on the lawn so it's we've actually had the worst um worst floods in 60 years in the uk really that's not good yeah, it, um, the... Is, every, uh, is everyone alright? Um, there's been a few deaths, sadly, and there's been a few issues. Um, like, I live near oh. the beach, and the actual... Everything's been flooded. All the shops, all the amusement parks, all the amusements have been flooded. Because the actual... Um, the waves were going higher than the lampposts at times. That's how high they were going. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. You can actually see that sand is. in the in the buildings where it literally gone in through the windows. <laughs> it's insane. Well, that is insane. And hopefully, has it receded? Is everything better now? Yeah, everything's better for now. But they said that it might get worse again soon. Well, so. hopefully, everything uh, is okay. The next time it gets worse. So a lot of a lot of that craziness has been going on. The tragedies in the Philippines and Vietnam, and now the craziness going on with the weather in england it's it's crazy crazy global warming is what it might be uh and then also with us this week his first time on the show the commissioner commissioner glenn gordon welcome how's batman doing <laughs> batman i have no idea i am a completely different person but uh good to be here i'm brand <laughs> i'm brand new to ps uh psu I'm doing well. I'm, I've been spending way too much time on my PS4. I'm a, I'm a college student, so and, and finals are coming up, so I really shouldn't be spending any time on it whatsoever. But I just can't stay away. <laughs> just can't stay away. You two are addicted. I don't even have a PS4 yet. I'm not even getting a PS4 for another year. I'm just like, I must be crazy to you guys. You're, sta- you're studying the well, art of smacking uh, it's people. Not, it's, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> It's not, you're not missing too much yet. I mean, the games that are out are really great, but 2014 is when the real lineup that everyone's anticipating hits. So, mm-hmm. yeah, take your time. Glenn. Oh, yeah, When Ishin comes out, then I'll be, I'll be worried. Will my willpower hold out for it? <laughs> um, Glenn, by the way, download yeah. Warframe. You'll, you'll love it. I have downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. I've um, I've just kind of set it up, but I haven't really done anything oh. with it yet. Is it really good? Oh, it's addictive. It is really good. Uh, you should invite. I should add you to my friends list sometime, and I'll join you because it's co-op. So. This is a bad time. I just 
Listen, I just said I have finals this weekend, and he's getting me addicted to something else already. Good. <laughs> bad influence. Good. You're a bad influence. You should just cut, but... drop you from the uh, the podcast right now. Ah, so that yes. would just save Glenn from failing out. Hey, you wish you could drop yes, me off. I need my degree. You wish you could drop me off. I could drop you. Right? Yeah. I could you drop you all. Could. <laughs> You probably could. The host with the most might just get dropped. I'm not the the most anymore. So your coup d'état, Julie. Your crazy coup d'état. <laughs> All I... right. So let's move on to our first story of the week. Not really new news, but big news for us because we are all Persona fans. Last yes. week was it last week or two weeks ago? Who knows? But a couple weeks ago, Persona Five finally finally got its teaser trailer but not just persona 5 we also have persona 4 dancing all night uh persona something something on the 3ds but still looks really cool the uh the cross between persona 3 and persona 4 and chibi form and then was it just three games or why am i thinking i'm missing another one chili persona q shadow the labyrinth that's on the Thank- 3DS. 3DS. Thank um, you. And what is the other one I'm missing, or am I missing another one? Persona 4 Arena 2. Yes. Why did I not remember that? Persona 4 really? Arena 2 is also announced as well, which is going to be awesome. So lots of Persona loving. So we're all Persona fans. Uh, yes. During our 100%. last podcast you and i actually that did not get edited and put on the internet we were talking about i blame those gnomes. great length those yes gnomes. those gnomes i blame the shadows so they didn't want us to leak information but which of those four games chili uh are you most excited about which of those four games persona five of course but i like the look of the i like them all really i, I just mm-hmm. want them all in my veins Throw in money. Where's my wallet? I want to throw money at the screen. Maybe that'll make it appear faster. See, living in the UK. <laughs> see, living in yeah. the UK, I'm gonna have to wait till 2017 for any of these, probably. But it's PS3. You can you can import, man. It's PS3. Fine. Um, North Persona, American accounts. No, Persona 4 Arena was region locked. Yeah. Oh, really? no, no, yeah. It was. No, nope. but online yeah, but, wasn't region locked. No, but the actual game was region locked. So unless you had an yeah, American, you could, you could no, you couldn't download the American version of the game. That was region locked as well. Really? Yeah, all of it was region locked. So Europeans couldn't play it until we got it, and we got it about six months after America. So you're saying then that if I had, if I was in the UK and I had a North American account, but my system was UK. I still couldn't play it by downloading it off of PSN. You still wouldn't be able to play it. At least I don't think so. I am, I am lucky that my PS3 is Korean and I got that game while I was in Korea a week before the North American launch date. So I never even noticed <laughs> and realized there was region locking when I yeah, played they'd re- it. That's why everyone was annoyed with Arena. Wait, taking so long. Yeah. And that's why Europe got such a, dis- uh, a better collector's edition in the world. Because we got uh, had to wait longer. We well, got more stuff. Europe always seems to. Oh, you say, sorry. Europe always seems to do that. Sorry. 
That's because we have to wait so long. It's just a new game, messing things up. Ah, oh, don't worry, Glenn. I yeah. mess it up all the time. Was... <laughs> Carry on. So, Glenn, let's get your take oh. on this. What is your what is your favorite of the four that you're hoping from this? Oh, um, without a without a doubt, Persona Five. I've been I've been and I've been looking at Persona Five since Persona Four. Since I played Persona Four, I was like, okay, when's the next one? And goodness, that was years ago. And and just a few years ago, they announced that they were working on Persona Five. And so since then, I've been periodically going back and hoping for new information, being disappointed. So now that now that it's actually been announced, I'm just kind of like, okay, how long? Where's my calendar? Let me mark this date down. Because as far as RPGs go, I mean, I, it's probably my favorite RPG. I love Persona. So all the way, Persona 5. The other ones look really interesting, too. I enjoyed Persona 4 Arena. And actually, it's news to I didn't realize that Arena 2 was announced. I, I guess my my um, my field of vision just blanked out when I saw Persona 5, and I missed Persona 4 Arena 2. But I'm definitely going to be picking that one out as well. I got so Persona cool. 5 for Chili, Persona 5 for Glenn, and yeah. I will make it unanimous. I will say Persona 5 as well. But until Persona 5 comes out, I'm looking forward to the... Persona Q, because I would love a team-up game. I love those team-up games, so I think that will be a very interesting game for the 3DS owners. See, that's everyone has a 3DS but me. It's interesting because I was going to, I was at my friend's house the other day, and I had my Vita. And I'm like, okay, does anyone want to play Vita? And everyone was like, what? No. And they all pulled out 3DSs, and I'm just like, why am I the only one? What's going on? No, no regrets on Vita at all, but I, I, I want to be able to play Pokemon and I want to be able to play Persona Q. Yeah, it's because you're the cool kid, Glenn. You got uh, you got the Vita. Everyone else has their kids' toy, 3DS. <laughs> I have a Vita. You know, we're bringing back the Genesis era, right? Genesis does what Nintendo don't, right? I have, um, a, I have both. <laughs> I have a Vita yeah, and a 3DS. Yeah, same as me. I got both as well. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm a big Mitsuru fan, so another game with Mitsuru in it is fine in my books. Um, All right, next story. Let's move on to the next story of the week. Shinji Mukami, our good friend and Resident Evil creator, says gamers are becoming more difficult to scare. So former Capcom developer and creator behind the Resident Evil franchise, Shinji Mikami, has admitted that gamers are becoming more difficult to scare nowadays. Chatting with Edge, Mikami-san nonetheless remains hopeful that his forthcoming survival horror title, The Evil Within, will have players reaching for the underwear drawer in 2014. So he said, I quote, Not much has changed when it comes to instilling horror in the player. But people have got used to the tropes of horror, and they know what's coming next. So in that sense, it is harder to make them afraid, he said. Unquote. So uh, I was at TGS, as everyone knows. I saw uh, Psycho Break, also known as the enemy with the evil within. I keep getting that mixed up. But his new game in North America... 
Uh, I'll be honest, that trailer was freaky. What they showed a little bit was freaky to me. Um, what are your guys' take on this? I'll send this out to Glenn first. Um, do you think gamers are, easy, or, are more called to scare, or do you think, as some people in the comments, uh, like, for example, Bruno Gaspari has stated, I blame the shitty scripts, to quote him, um, do you just think the rating isn't as good now as it was back in his heyday of Silent Hill, Resident Evil, and Clock Tower, for example? You know, these, it really doesn't surprise me. I tend to stay away from um, horror things myself just because they're not my cup of tea. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's not limited to gamers. I think it's just media in general. People are harder to scare because... You know, you, you start seeing things, you see these things in movies and you see these things in games. And, you know, nowadays even shooters are, you know, getting pretty gory. And so it, it really desensitizes people. And so you come to expect certain things and you come to, as, as, you, as you get into the genre, you come to uh, be able to tell, okay, this is what will probably happen next. And then it happens and you're like, oh, saw that coming. You know, it, 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 it's it's. It's not surprising. It's not surprising that gamers are uh, that gamers would be difficult to scare nowadays uh, with the kind of content that's coming out to them. Well, that's that's a good point that we are becoming desensitized. Um, as an example, like I, I love the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, but you go back and you watch the original, which was made in the early '80s, and maybe in the early '80s that was scary. But now you watch and it's like, you know, ho-hum, nothing, nothing new here. Uh, Chili, what yeah. is your take on it? I actually think the graphics nowadays are one of the reasons why things aren't as scary as they used to be. I know that sounds stupid, but back before we had high-definition graphics, things was a bit blurry. You weren't, you weren't sure exactly what was coming after you. You don't know what it was. It was in the fog of death because the graphics couldn't go that far rendering-wise. It couldn't render that. You don't have massive draw distance and it's not as claustrophobic as it used to be. And I actually think, although graphics can help, they will help a lot with a good game. I'm not, I'm not saying graphics are bad. You shouldn't have graphics in your scary horror games. I'm just saying you don't need to have AAA graphics for a horror game. It just has to scare the living sh- shit out of you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I agree then, that- just to interject in in one second with your point there, Chili, to go back to the comment by Bruno Caspari in the in the comment sections of the article, where he said, you know, he blames the scripts. Is it the newer <laughs> games, like say, for example, um? Um, why the hell can I not remember the game Dead Space? Thank you, Dead Space. Um, it's so much about the graphics, and the first one was a bit scary. But do you just? But that's what I'm oh. saying. If the the actual gameplay is as good, graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. You should always make sure the graphics are good if you can. But don't sacrifice graphics for gameplay. Especially yeah. for horror. Some I games, just, yes. I just mean Carry the story. On. Like, for example, like if you look at older games like the original Clock Tower or the original Silent Hill on the PS1, they kind of had to put more emphasis on mood. 
because they didn't have that graphical power. Whereas now the mood isn't kind of there as much, uh, uh, even though the graphics are better, at least in my opinion. Dead Space wasn't that scary uh, because things look too clean, if that makes sense to you. Oh, I agree. And yeah. I must admit, I know this sounds stupid, mm-hmm. this sounds weird, but I do recommend playing Dead Space 3 co-op. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird. You can't, you know, Ben, co-op games aren't scary. You've got mm-hmm. a mate with you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But there's certain extra bits in that game that I think are scarier in co-op than they are single player. I've, I've brought this up before. Um, I had the mission with my mate where we're going into, a, I can't remember where it was, a mining shaft, I think it was. Mm. And we were going down this elevator. And I was stood there. I was player two, by the way. He's player one. I stood there and suddenly I heard a sc- uh, at the end of the um, scree- no, what's it called? scream. You know, that famous scream. No, I've not played Dead Space 3. Uh, but it's, no, it's a, it's a, the scream is in a lot of movies. Um, anyway, oh, okay. I heard, yeah, that famous scream. And this woman started crying in front of me and it has a hologram. And I'm like, can't you see that? Can't you see that? He's like, no, there's nothing there for me. On his screen, there was nothing there. On my yeah. screen, there was a crying woman screaming at my face. Yeah. And then when we got out of that, there was we got we were in this mining tunnel that's supposedly abandoned. Mm-hmm. And there's all these kids' toys and birthday music playing. And it says happy birthday and it's all these cakes and presents everywhere and tricycles. Mm-hmm. And on his screen there's nothing there. On my screen there's loads of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was quite creepy for me. Not knowing what was going on. Why am I seeing all this? Why isn't he seeing it? It was that, it was just the the fear of not knowing what was going on that was kind of sort of creepy, more than actually scary, but still creepy. Yeah, I I mean that. Yeah, things like that does make the atmosphere a little better. Uh, just inter- Bungie has announced Destiny's release date, or so we. Assume it's in an update on its website on Twitter. Bungie has announced that the much-anticipated first-person shooter Destiny will be launching on September 9th, 2014, with a beta exclusive to PlayStation 3 and 4 coming sometime before. Quote, Today, in partnership with Activision, we are proud to announce that the worldwide launch of Destiny will happen on September 9th. Accordingly, the Destiny beta will kick off into the summer of 2014 available first on playstation 4 and playstation 3 end quote so actually what do you think are you are you just salivating for destiny do you think it's going to be the biggest game of the generation early on oh, I, I really can't wait and i wish it wasn't till september that would that's the only thing i hate i've been really looking forward to um destiny but now we've got to sort of wait, and it's like, ah, oh, why? I have all those cards already waiting for me. I have all those cards. But yeah, I, I've registered. By the way, in case anyone's listening, you can register trading cards to your Destiny account, which will unlock content when the game comes out. There's currently 14 trading cards, if I'm rightly, and the beta codes if you pre-order the game, and this will unlock bonus content for Destiny when the game comes out. So, Chili, I don't actually know anything about the trading cards. Can you please tell us and, and other people listening who don't know anything about it, oh, what do the trading cards actually do in the game or for the game? 
Well, actually, I don't know what they do. Nobody does. But Bungie have been giving away trading cards at certain events since Destiny's announcement, really. Each trading card has a code on it that's multi-use that everyone can use. So mm-hmm. once you find all the codes, that's it. Everyone can use that code. There's no redemption limit. And every time you record, re- um, register the code, it appears on your Bungie account. And it has a little name. But no one knows what that name is, or what it does, or what it's for, or why you've got it, or why you've done all this work. You've just got 14 different titles with mm-hmm. the codes and the beta, of course. It's a big, huge mystery. Yeah, it's a big... Actually, I think um, oh, sorry, Glenn, carry on. Well, I, I was just saying, I, I found... Well, on Google, as you were talking, and I found uh, someone on Bungie.net's forums actually listed... Uh, the codes that are out. Um, yeah, you can find all like the there's... codes online. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what they do, if they'll have any effect with the game at all, if it's just purely cosmetic and we still got a year to go before any more details are released. But, uh, Glenn, are you a big FPS, or I guess this is an FPS, but are you a big shooter type of guy? Uh, are you looking forward to Destiny? I am looking forward to Destiny. Um, truthfully, my favorite kind of game is just a really good adventure, whether it's you know, a third-person shooter like Uncharted, which I love, by the way. Um, I, I picked up Killzone uh, Shadowfall with my uh, PS4, and it was kind of... Uh, I didn't care for the single player, but I love the multiplayer. So, yeah, I, I really do kind of like the uh, FPS games. And I'm looking forward to Destiny, especially with this concept of an open world that uh, almost like an MMO where anyone can be in. I, that's going to be pretty crazy. I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a try. Yeah, I know I'm not a big uh, FPS type of person. Like, I, I didn't like Halo at all. I, I thought it was really boring after a while but i like the fact that this is rpg elements and i'm a huge rpg guy so you put Mm -hmm. leveling and xp and like useful xp into a game and i'm like sold uh and so i i'm mixed on destiny i mean will i buy it when it first comes out no but if it's cheap enough i'll definitely and it looks good i'll definitely pick it up and be interested to see if maybe they do like the whole um district i think is what it's called is that the new tom clancy game chili the district i think so yes yes where, where you can just pop in anywhere and then it's just like you said massively multiplayer online and joining with people going against people like almost exactly like an rpg it's just like a first person shooter rpg mmorpg is what it looks like so that will definitely be uh really really cool if they can pull it off the keyword is can they pull it off i'm also really interested in how it will do against the division which i believe should be coming out sometime next year it's another tom clancy game oh that's it not the district division thank you oh okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) That that game looks phenomenal as well. So, I, I'm and, and it's also open world. So I'm kind of interested in seeing how the two do against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be if they come out at the same time. They're going to be dueling. Uh, it'll be good. I know. You when guys I was... forgot about the third. You guys forgot about the third game then. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Yes. Be at the same time. That, 
I was so bummed when Watch Dogs got delayed because that was the game I was looking forward to getting on my PlayStation 4. And but you know, they they'll make it better. That's that's the um that's the bomb to the wound. There, I don't think they'll so. touch it at all, Glenn. I don't think they'll be nope. touching it now at all. Nope. I think the only what? reason why they delayed it was because Assassin's Creed Four would be competing against themselves because they're both they make both games. So why have you know two what, open world right. games out at the same time? That, that's a good they'll point. They'll just be competing for time. Yeah. I knew something was up in September when I went to Eurogamer and all that was there was a trailer of Watch Dogs. I found that very suspicious that in September, only a couple of months before it's supposed to be out, there wasn't any demos at all. There wasn't even any private demos true. of it. Well, if that's true, why why delay it all the way to April or May? Why not release it in like uh, February or something like Drive Club? Because they've got all the DLC for Assassin's I mean, Creed 4 to sell out as well. If everyone jumps to Watch Dogs, chances are they might not buy the DLC for Assassin's Creed. So if they delay it till, say, yeah. s- spring, they can get all the Assassin's Creed 4 DLC out of the way before then. And then maybe do a tie-in between the two games somehow. And then they'll use that to hype Watch Dogs. Because summer is always the dry time for games. You'll never, you'd never see many games in spring and summer. So this way they'll have free room to release it when they want. They won't have to compete with themselves. And they can advertise the next Assassin's Creed at E3 without worrying about hitting the Watch Dogs ad hype. You make a good point. There's going to be another Assassin's Creed. Of course. There's always another Assassin's Creed. God, it's, so, it's the next card. Assassin's Creed card is what it's going to be. As, uh, Creed of Duty. Creed of Duty. <laughs> you heard it here first. Creed of Duty. We need to get that on Twitter. Yeah. Hashtag Creed of Duty or something. Creed of Duty. <laughs> well, you never know. They're, they're going increasingly into the future, right? So at some point, they might hit modern day. So unless Watch Dogs just happens to be Assassin's Creed modern and you're an assassin and that's their big, you know plot twist so for all we know you know i I did kind of see some parallels at least in the trailers so far to assassin's creed i mean you're still chasing bad guys you know or, or enemies i should say so i i think that there is a little bit of assassin's creed still in watchdogs um which some people could take as a good thing or a bad thing but it's if anything i think there's just too much else to the title to directly compare the two I, I want to know... I think the... I'll carry on. Oh, thank you. I, this is something that came to mind from at E3 when they're showing how people could uh, enter the game or like play with your game on their mobile device or screw with you or help you or whatever. I want to know how many broken TVs there are going to be when you're just playing along and then someone jacks your game and screws you up <laughs> at the very last minute on some insane mission or chase or something like I, it's going to happen you're going to see it all over yeah. all over the internet of just horror stories about it for for good or for bad or for comedy i'm just waiting for that to happen now the one thing that could offset that is allowing us to save as often as possible <laughs> that is the one thing that could save millions of tvs all over the globe from being shattered by flying controllers 
it's a conspiracy between Ubisoft and Sony. That's how they sell their <laughs> TVs, MPS4 controllers. Gonna see advertisements. Uh, see, I'm, 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 guys, I've beaten Sony there because I've got insurance on my controllers. So if they break, I can just get them replaced for free. Wow. Oh, Chili's smart. Chili is smart. All right. So let's uh, let's move on to the reviews of the week. All right. Top three reviews for the week. Starting off with Lego Marvel Super Heroes on the PS4 by our very own Richard Archer. He gave the score a 9 out of 10. So very, very, wow. very high score for Lego. Uh, he said in his summary, Superheroes assemble for the best entry in the LEGO series to date. TT Games are the best at what they do, and LEGO Marvel Superheroes is fantastic fun with masses of replayability. Enough said. We like, or he likes, the immense playability, wonderful graphics and sound, superb ire- a reverent treatment of the Marvel Universe. I can't read English at the moment. <laughs> um, he did not like some minor level bugs and infrequent camera troll issues. Now, I've not actually played a Lego game yet. Have you guys played a Lego game? Have you played this game? I've beaten it twice on the PS3 and PS4. So that explains the 9 out of 10. <laughs> I have never played is- a Lego game in my life I, I i had i had actual legos when i was a kid but recently i haven't had anything to do with lego and i have a friend who recently spent uh four hundred dollars on like a, a star wars uh battleship looking thing but i've never played a lego game it's it's on PS4. if you want a oh. good co-op game i recommend lego marvel Seriously, it is so much fun offline. So chi- it's, there's no online co-op, sadly. So, Chili, uh, when Richard does immense replayability, what is he talking about in the game? Well, you've got all the golden bricks to collect. You've got all the red bricks to collect. You've got all the characters to unlock. You've got all the separate missions. You've got the Deadpool missions. You've got Deadpool to unlock. You've got so much content. Wait, it, Deadpool it, it is, is a huge series? game. Yeah, Deadpool is playable, and he's he does a narration of the games, of narration <laughs> of certain cool. levels as well. He's got his own levels. That's good. That's a good choice. No fourth That's wall a good there. Choice. <laughs> yeah, uh, and to get to missions, there's a marker showing you where to go, and it's Deadpool running to the mission, so you can just follow Deadpool. Okay, it's just amazing. I have to, I have to disagree with. <laughs> Richard, he should have crossed out immense replayability and just said Deadpool. That's all he should have <laughs> said is just cut out the three and just say Deadpool and then it's sold. You won't be yeah. playing Deadpool for a while though because he's one of the last unlockable characters. Sadly. It's still dead. It takes 200 red. But he is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, the game is amazing as well. And uh, I like the fact that he. he uh, he did the summary as Wolverine as well there. That was pretty good. This game is good at what it does. That's uh, that's uh, one of Wolverine's quotes where he goes, I'm good at what I do, but what I do isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good old Canadian superheroes. Gotta love it. Wow, this looks cool. Um, I'm, I'm looking... Oh, sorry, go on there, Glenn. Shots of this game. 
Sorry, I'm looking up uh, screenshots of this game Lego Marvel Superheroes, and I'm just, I was just kind of thinking, oh, you know, it's it's Lego blocks. How good can it be? It, it actually looks really good. The graphics on this oh, game. Open world. You can That's actually explore uh, Manhattan. Ooh. The whole it's a pretty big open world as well, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think, 130 playable characters. Really? Yeah, 130. I think it's something like that. It might even be more than that because you've got like Hulk, She-Hulk, Red Hulk, several <laughs> different versions of the Iron Man. Wait, 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 wait. Um, Answer me this. Riddle, <laughs> riddle me this, Batman. Riddle me this. Is no, no Batman. Alpha Flight in the game? <laughs> I don't think so. Other no, than I've not seen then it. No, oh. it's, not, it's not perfect, that. If there's no Alpha Flight... But we've got Captain Britain. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not British. Not Captain Britain. I'm not British. <laughs> I don't care about Captain Britain. I need Alpha Flight, right? Vindicator. Uh, I, I think Vindicator's in it. Alpha Flight. I'm not sure. I I don't read those ones. I don't know. To be honest, there's a huge list of characters. As I said I can't remember every character that's in the game. I, I would have to be some sort of super genius and a, a huge nerd, which I am. But still, I, I don't remember every character. <laughs> okay, I am going to look that up. And while I look that up, I'm gonna side, uh, get us into the next review before we spend the next thirty minutes talking about Marvel. Um, which we could. We could. We could do that. We could have a Marvel <laughs> podcast sometime. We should actually think about well, doing that. Well, I'm just. I'm just looking at some of the characters that had no idea that Nolan North did. Um, what's it? Ant-Man, Cyclops, Deadpool. Deadpool's a given, of course. Green Goblin, Magneto, Pyron, Vulture. Man, <laughs> oh, my Nolan North, North, North has done everyone. It's 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 Nolan incredible. North is incredible. That's what she said. Uh-huh. Sorry, I won't say that again. <laughs> okay, so um, hopefully that doesn't get us sued. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you can play as. Uh, oh, and if you really want to play as someone, you can play as Aunt May. Okay, yeah. that game definitely has everyone in it. Wow. <laughs> All right, so the next game on the list Tiny Brains on the PS4. Uh, our very own editor in chief, Kyle Prawl, reviewed this. He gave it a 6.5 out of 10, so, you know, reasonable score. Not the best, but not the worst. Uh, summary, engaging cooperative puzzles and local co-op are reasons to consider an otherwise indistinct game that's over way too quickly. He liked unique powers equals interesting puzzles. Colorful graphics, tiny soccer. He did not like less than three hours to beat, which is really short. Frustrating with fewer players and combat and escort sections. Which is funny, considering most games are about combat, so that sounds pretty bad if you don't like the combat in a game. Uh, So have you guys had the opportunity to play Tiny Brains? I have. In fact, I helped Kyle out with this. Um, he, He had me join him and one of the developers of the game from Spearhead, and we, we played it and we streamed it on PSU um, on Twitch with our, our PSU, our Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was actually kind of fun. It was kind of, it was really creative. Uh, you have these, what it is, you have these four lab rats who have been experimenting on so much that 
you know, something's gone terribly crazy and they all, each one has a distinct superpower um, that you can flip between and um, depending on your needs in the game. And um, it's, it's really creative. As I was playing, I was, I remember saying it right in the stream, like, you know, this, this reminds me of little big planet or, or this reminds me of portal and little big planet and portal. It is not by the way, but it, it, it you, you do see some similarities there with the, the puzzle solving and you have these puzzles and you have to get a cube into the right place and using these four powers. And I, I can kind of understand what he's saying with the combat um, between these puzzles. It has a little, uh, a combat section where there's a little pink lab rat named Pinky mm-hmm. and you have to protect her. You have to protect her because there are chickens coming in at, at any side. I'm not even kidding. Chickens. <laughs> and you have to use your powers to defeat these chickens. And some of them are big chickens that are, are, are meaner and, and harder to kill. Mm-hmm. And there are these small chickens. But the, the truth is with this combat system that once you have a system for taking down the chickens, you can just abuse that system and get through the, the combat section um, pretty quickly. And it's, it's, it's harder to do with one player. It was definitely easier with um, the three of us in the game because uh, then each of us can be responsible for a power. Um, mm-hmm. With one person, I can understand his frustration because with one person, you're, you, you have to be responsible for all four powers and flicking between them when you need them using the, the D-pad. And um, while it does actually scale the puzzles and, and combat back and forward in real time, which is kind of cool, um, I can still see how that could be really tricky to master and possibly a little frustrating for players. Mm-hmm. So you you played it with Kyle. Um, now he was saying at the time that he was playing it also with one of the devs of the game, one of the developers. Is that true? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, Max from Spearhead Games was there with us. Okay. And um, he he just had me along because he figured it would be more fun with um, extra players, and he was right. Um, there was this mode that was there where we had to roll a ball, mm-hmm. um, this big ball across this tube that was rolling and it had holes and, and other traps in it. And we had to use our powers to get this ball as far ahead as we could. And, and mm-hmm. I, that part I think was the most fun part of the game because, um, you, you get there, but yeah, um, the mass was great. He was there with us. Uh, one of the developers from Spearhead. Okay, well, that's good. That must have been fun playing with someone from Spearhead. That was definitely a, a good opportunity to, to pick their brains, so to speak. No pun intended. He was good. Yeah, he was really good. Um, he told us a bit about the game. He seemed to know where everything was. He just kind of stood by while Kyle and I made fools of ourselves. Um, and that's okay. He he told us, you know, random stats. Like he saw the um, the, the highest score he had seen. Um, on at one particular part, on the um, part I just described, the ball rolling was 5,000, which was crazy because we could barely get past 1,000. Mm-hmm. So um, it was it was really fun picking his brain, getting more information, and, and learning uh, the story behind this game. That's good. Um, so moving on, last review of the week. Just one thing, Dave. Yes. I hate to say it, but every time you said pinky... The only thing I could hear in my brain was Pinky and the brain, and the brain, 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 yeah. brain, <laughs> brain, brain, <laughs> brain. And they're all rats. They're all lab rats. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, anyway, carry on. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that, Tilly. Um, last review this week, we have Rainbow Moon, Rainbow Moon 
on the the PS Vita. Now, this was originally a PS3 release, and they just ported it on the Vita uh, by the good people at East Asia Soft in Hong Kong. Uh, Our very own Timothy Nunes reviewed this. He gave it an 8.5 out of 10 for the tactical RPG. So really good score. Uh, His summary, the portability of Rainbow Moon makes the game that much more attractive, allowing for addictive grinding in convenient spurts that the PS3 version couldn't allow. The retro presentation and leveling system work in tandem extremely well, even if the narrative-less grind to max level will take a while. He liked the addictive stat-based leveling, the fast-paced tactical combat, and the attractive modern retro combination. He did not like the weak narrative embedded in quests and the pervasive grinding. Now, I actually bought Rainbow Moon in the past when it was on sale for the PS3, and I completely agree. This is a game that is not meant for a console because it feels a bit slow uh, on the PS3, and it definitely you can definitely make use of, of touchscreen a lot better to help speed things up. Um, and he's spot on that I felt that the the narrative was also a bit weak. It was it was really, but weak in that retro way where it's just like stuff's happening, deal with it. There's no reason why. It's just poof. Uh, so it's you know it's kind of a mixed bag, but it is fun. I enjoyed it, and I got it on the Vita as well, and so that's that's going to be a lot. That's a lot of fun to play. Have you guys played Rainbow Moon yet on the Vita or in the past on the PS3? No, uh, I have not. Sadly, I have downloaded mm-hmm. it, but I don't know why I never got around playing it. Now, the interesting thing, the good thing about it, I'll just interrupt you for a second there uh, before I forget it, Chili, is it's cross-save. So all the people who were playing it on the PS3 uh, and kind of got a bit bored because it's a bit slow, you can take your save file from the PS3 and put it on the Vita and just pick up where you left off. So that, I think, is great and will probably help a lot of people get back into the game. Um, what, What do you think about that, Chili? I think that's pretty good to be honest, but uh, again, I don't know. Cross save so late, it would make I don't know. It, I don't know if I'd want to use it or not because I'd want to play the game from the start. Really, to be mm-hmm. honest, otherwise there's no point playing it. You know, what's the point of getting a new game that you've pretty much finished already? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's fair enough for those that, that have, have have only just started. But for most people, mm-hmm. probably that like the game, would probably have finished the game, and they'll transfer the save mm-hmm. over and they'll get all the trophies and they've finished the game already. So mm-hmm. that's the issue with cross buy and cross save, in my opinion. Unless the game comes out together, then there's no real incentive for it. But that's my mm-hmm. opinion anyway. That's not what everyone else will think, but. Still, mm-hmm. no, it's a valid point. Uh, it's definitely a valid point. Uh, Glenn, what do you think? Um, you know, I'd never thought of cross save that way before. Um, I've, I've used it in a couple of games, including one that I'm working on reviewing. But I'd agree. About, like, I mean, if if a game's just um, coming out and it's already been on a previous console, you know, then 
I don't feel like if I if I've already played the game, I don't feel like cross save would be a, a seller to me. But um, I actually haven't heard of this game before. I, I'm sorry, I feel like such a noob saying that. Um, I've I'm skimming over a review of it now, and it looks really cool. And I've also been seeing that PSU has been giving away um, codes on Twitter all day, and I was interested. I was like, hmm, can I be part of that? I'm kind of staff. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, East East Asia Soft is out of Hong Kong, so it's not a. It's a very small, like basically, it's an indie developer, and it's interesting because it's one of the few. Actually, it's the only English-speaking developer that I could find in Asia. So, uh, they're kind of low-key at the moment. Hopefully, they sell enough of the Vita port that uh, Rainbow Skies, when that comes out early next year. Uh, a lot of people get excited for that game because I know I am. I'm always up for some retro RPGs. Uh, sorry, you're gonna you're saying something there. Charlie? I was gonna say um, I'm gonna, I was gonna advertise my own competition, but I'll I'll leave it for now. I shall leave my self promotions <laughs> till later on in the the, the chats. <laughs> okay. I mean. That's very nice well, of you to just drop it and tease everyone for later. What is this self promotion he's talking about? Well, I, I will say this, as far as uh, from the perspective of someone who hasn't played it before, reading these reviews, I I'm think I'm going to get it. I think I'm going to get it for Vita and give it a try. Yeah, it's good. And um, right now they also have a deal now at the time of, of the podcast when when you're listening viewers, it might be over with, but maybe not. They, they do have a deal where if you already have the PS3 version, for a limited time, you can get the Vita one at a discount, and then I think it's also bundled as well to get the PS3 and Vita versions together if you don't own any. So it's a, it's a really good deal, um, for sure. All right. Uh, well, those are the reviews of the week, right? So a 9, 6.5, and an 8.5. So some good stuff. Um a bit unusual. We actually have lots of time this week, so let's talk about something completely off kilter. Uh, Chili. Okay, I'm gonna kill a bit of time Chili. right now, Dave. What is your self promotion that you just wanted to do? For one thing, I just want to announce that in okay, the go right ahead. The floor is yours, good sweet. In the future, I will be organizing and possibly hosting most of the podcasts that Mike will not be on, as that will now be my new position on PSU. Of course, I will have the amazing Dane to back me up whenever I'm not available to come on, or if he just wants to be on. Because any time he wants to host, he just has to ask. You know that, Dane? Um, and Thank you very much, kind sir. And in the future, and right... Can, can, I, can I be... What's up, Glenn? Can I be part of it? I, I want to... <laughs> Don't forget me. Okay, Glenn. Well, we'll see, Glenn. We'll see. We'll, we'll just see. We'll, okay. We'll, just, we'll see. Um, but yeah, probably, Glenn. I'm not. Hand my business. <laughs> anyway, right now I'm doing a giveaway on PlayStation Universe. This is the fourth anniversary, actually, of this competition. It's been going on for four years now. It's the Zodmus giveaways. Every day from December 1st to December 25th, there's a new giveaway. Currently, I'm giving away another $10 PSN voucher. There's been about $100 given away already in the last seven days. And there'll be another $100 or more given over the next odd seven days. So, if you're ever on the forums, make sure you check Zodmus. It will be going on. And, in fact, there's going to be a post tomorrow. Actually, Monday. 
having a list of the winners so far, what they've won, and you'll get to see and maybe have a special competition for the people who visit that part of the site. Who knows? You'll find out on Monday. Another tease. Oh, I'm such a tease. <laughs> so, and frankly, Chili, what do you have to do to win a prize? Literally, post. That's it. You have to post. And then at the end of the 12 hours, because I give them away after 12 p.m. every day, after 12 p.m., mm-hmm. I put the numbers in a random generator. It pops up with a random number. I go, that's the winner. And I send them the code as soon as possible. And then the next giveaway starts. That's all you have to do is post. Nothing else. No questions. No puzzles. No nout. Just win money. And everyone likes free money. These codes are these codes UK only, EU only, or are they per region? This is American. I'm giving out right right now. I'm giving away American codes, but I will be giving some Mm -hmm. European codes next week. Um, But it'll be mostly American and UK. So. Just remember that. It sounds great. So, Glenn, get on that, man. Yes. You know, I want to, but I can't. You can. Staff are allowed in. To, I can't. You can. Staff can enter. Sta- uh, yeah, but you have to have over 500 posts, oh. and I'm new. I'm too new. Oh, sorry, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> the whole 500 points. Yeah, but that's okay, because even if you... Carry on, sorry. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. The whole 500 post thing is... Oh, right. um, I was just saying that even... <laughs> okay. okay, I'm going to shut up. That's <laughs> what happens when we add new blood to the show, people. Okay, I'm going to shut up, Glenn. The crazy cast every sorry. week. I'm going to shut up, Glenn. Go it's ahead. your turn. Here's the mic. Glenn, you go ahead. The I mean, floor okay. is yours. I have commanded all it. I w- all I was saying was, even if you don't or cannot enter, it's worth taking a look around because some of the stuff they say is pretty funny. Like, Oh look! This was you—the first post, General Zod. You, you were General Zod, and you were fantastic, General Zod. Oh, thank you. Just letting you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, whether you whether you can enter or not, just go take a look around. Yeah. It'll, it'll be worth your time. Yeah, I like to gain character when okay, I do giveaways. I like a little bit of a, a joke. I don't just like to give away stuff. I like to, I like to be crazy. I'm giving stuff away. That's crazy enough as it is. So I might as well just go the whole way and pretend I'm someone else. I had a whole competition where I thought I was a weird limey man, as you can see from my icon. I even had one where I was killing General Zod as Dr. <laughs> Chili, where I was a weird little scientist guy. It, it's just stuff that <laughs> appears in my mind and I write the stuff because raisins, I guess. I don't know. Why are you not writing well, your own novel, Chili? <laughs> Why am I the only one on staff writing a novel? Because it would be the worst... Gr- You're writing a novel? Yeah, he's writing a novel. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm going to get a... Sorry, my mind was just gone. And I can't wait for it because he promised me a first edition because of... I can't remember why, but... Oh, because I got you that TK That's thing, remember? Bad. With Chin. The DK thing? I got you advertised with Chin, didn't I? Yeah, with your review you did a while ago. Oh, yes. The Dynasty Warriors yeah. review. That's right. I got... That is right. Yeah, I got TK Games to to give you a bit of a shout-out. <laughs> that is right. Well, although, granted, also, they would love a shout-out 
giving huh. a 9 out of 10 for their game. So it works in their yeah. favor too. But your first edition, Shilly, you're going to have to mail me your Kindle for me to sign it. <laughs> I don't it's have a Kindle. Electronic. I'm going to have to mail you my phone, I guess. <laughs> so, but you will get um, your very own signed T-shirt. Way. That will pay for shipping for, so way. <laughs> but it's still signed. It could be worth money No, I, I will be happy to pay shipping. That's why I said I will have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, but, I, yeah, it could be. And I'm like the next Stephen King. You heard it right here. He's got the first edition T-shirt. I'll be like, yes, I, I had this T-shirt before he was famous. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, man, these guys have lost the plot already. Silly people, I never had a plot. <laughs> yes, but no, but in all honesty, why, why are you not writing a novel? You got all these fun, awesome ideas. I don't know, I had the idea at one point to do it, and I was actually tempted, but I'm not sure. I, I have moments where I have minutes like this and then it goes so it's kind of weird I might do it. I might try it one day who knows you might find a novel written by Chill Sterling one day <laughs> you never know I mean with the with self-publishing like with Amazon and stuff I mean there's nothing to lose 50 shades of chili in, <laughs> 50 shades of chili there you go it's the next hot seller <laughs> No, seriously, if that got written, I, I'd think I'd have to burn it. I'd have to burn it. Even if I writ it, I'd have to burn it. Just because I'd be so disgusted at the fact that I'd written something like that. It was such bad grammar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so you'll be happy to know, Chili, the book is done. <sighs> Thank God. So, as of last night, I finished it. Uh, right now, one of my friends is reading it for me to to go like a little edit to check continuity and, and stuff like that. So hopefully, it's going to be published in January. Wow, that's sweet. That's that's the time oh, frame I'm looking that's perfect, for. Then. Sometime in January. So that can be my birthday present for you. I'm gonna. There you go. Yeah, that's my birthday present. I'm gonna add it to my list of things to buy. <laughs> Because I'm 27 right, so... in January, so I'm an old man in January. Oh, cool. Wow, I feel so old. I'm only 28, <laughs> and yet I'm old on the side. Everyone else is like 23, 21. <laughs> yeah, and... I'm, I'm, I'm 23. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a candy, you youngin'. Right. You know, someone on, someone on Apple once, I called Apple, and um, they, goodness, what was it I needed? I don't remember what I needed, but they asked for my birth date so they could help me. And at the time I was 18 and I told her my birthday and this lady on the phone to a perfect stranger is like, oh, you're just a little baby. I'm like, really, girl? Really? Yeah. Uh, so just to tease you, Chili, um, every, almost every character from all the series that I have written is going to be in the novel in some way or form. Uh, so sweet. just to tease you. So it's going to be good. And then there's like a ton of different characters that I've created just unique to this. It's a sci-fi thriller mystery novel. So it's definitely with some cyberpunk in there as well. So it's got a little for everyone. It'll definitely be on their New Year's Christmas shopping list. Um, All right. So 
Last point. So, Glenn, you're new yes. on the show. I'll give you I the am. final word. Uh, final word on the show before we sign uh, off. Before, In the coming year. Uh-oh. I've got a shout out then. What? Sorry. If, I just want a quick shout out before Glenn. Uh, Go right ahead. I'll give a big shout out to Crimson Canucci, who I'm really looking forward to a podcast when she starts recording soon. She says. She keeps saying that to me, but she keeps not recording, so whenever that's going to happen, but I hope so. Um, the tease. Chin, as always, we've got to make a shout out to Chin. Come on. It's Chin. Definitely. Well, we miss you. Yeah. I got some nice tweets from today, actually. He's a nice guy. Um, and I think that's it for my shout outs this week. Oh, and GT5 is King, I think his name. I want to give him a shout out because he does some great streams for PSU. And I recommend going to look at our streams because you'll get to see me stream. I know, you, you get to hear my voice now, and you get to hear my voice tomorrow, maybe, or the next day. Ooh, exciting. Anyway, Ooh. that's my shout-out. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, and so, Glenn, the final word to you, yes. sir. In the next year, what is the one game you are looking forward the most for? One game. One game to rule them all. What is Watch it? Dogs. Watch Dogs. No hesitation. Watch Dogs is the one. Goodness, I was looking forward to Watch Dogs from the time it was announced, like, a, a couple of years ago. I think it was a couple of years ago. Maybe it was last year. I'm not sure. But, I mean, the game looks really great. Uh, there are so many different aspects to it. I mean, one one minute it's a third-person shooter. The next you're driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story the story looks good. It's an adventure game. The hacking thing, I don't think we've seen anything like that yet. I, I could be mistaken, but I don't think we've seen any mechanics quite like the um, the hacking in, in Watch Dogs just yet. So I'm excited to get my hands on it, and I'm excited to dive into this open world here that Ubisoft has uh, once again created. And it is top of my list. I believe it comes out sometime in, in May, April, May, something like that. We hope. I could be wrong about that as well. Yeah. So um, that is that is the one game I'm looking forward to the most within the next year. All right. Excellent. And so with Glenn's final words, uh, Chili, where can people find you and talk to you um, at? Chili underscore UK on Twitter or just Chili on the PSU forums. Perfect. Right. And Glenn, where can the fans and viewers reach you at? At Glow... Ooh, wow, I can't speak. At GoGlenn underscore at uh, Twitter. Uh, make sure you have that underscore on the end, otherwise some poor guy named Glenn is going to get a bunch of messages he doesn't know. So at GoGlenn um, Go underscore or Glenn.Gordon at PSU.com. Um, and by the way, Glenn has two N's. G-L-E-N-N. Perfect. All right. And fans and viewers, you can reach me like usual at Twitter at Lasombra Files, L-A-S-O-M-B-R-A-F-I-L-E-S or Dane.Smith at PSU.com, D-A-N-E. So that is our show for this week. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed it. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And hopefully... We'll have an awesome kick-ass show for you next time. So for the Commissioner Glenn, for the real Jim Sterling, Ben Chili, I am your host, 
with the most, Dane Smith, saying good night, good gaming, and stay classy, Internet. And thank God for Dane. Oh, I just twisted it there. See you next week. Ooh.